0: Good morning, Bucknutters. It is Thursday, April 29th, 2021. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. It's that Thursday every year, the first night of the NFL draft, a holiday for the Buckeyes, and definitely something we're watching for Justin Fields and where he will ultimately go. We are also going to talk recruiting, and who better for a day like this than the one and only 24-7 Sports Director of Recruiting, Steve Wolfong. Steve. Overcast and gray in the Gem City. A good day to sit home and read about recruiting on the draft before it kicks off at 8 p.m. tonight.
1: Man, it's a little drizzle here in Zionsville, Indiana, the Indianapolis suburbs. But the grass is super green here, setting this drizzle down I-70 through Dayton on the way to Columbus, where I hope everybody's grass is green right now as we almost hit May.
0: I must let you know of a deal we have going on right now for the NFL draft between now and the end of the draft. If you sign up for a premium membership, you get a year half off. That is half off the price. Six months free. However you want to break it down. Also, If you are an existing monthly user, you can upgrade right now to a premium full-year membership for half the price. Our existing users are always asking when the deals will be for them. This is one of them. If you're a monthly user, you can upgrade now to an annual for half the price. That's a great deal. It lasts throughout the draft. There will be Buckeyes picked probably in almost every single round, so it's something you want to be here for. You also want to be here for the exclusive recruiting information. That's what Steve Wolfong brings to the table. We'd be remiss if we didn't start with Indiana as a topic. Your home state has taken center stage in the recruiting world over the last week or so. Tassan McCullough, every McCullough known to man is going to Indiana. Your thoughts on McCullough, who was one of the most vocal recruiters in the class, along with his guy, C.J. Hicks. Now flipping to the Hoosiers, it feels like an isolated incident. Please put everything in context, given your knowledge.
1: Well, honestly, I was talking to the McCullough family a couple of weeks ago, and uh, you know, got word that Day McCullough, the younger brother, uh, top two four seven twenty twenty three recruit, was a lean to the Hoosiers, and so put in that crystal ball. And then he committed shortly after. But at that same event, I asked if it was possible that Desan could flip to Indiana, and I was told uh, it would take something major uh, for that to happen. And the major ended up being the oldest brother, Deland, transferring from Miami, Ohio, to Indiana, which then was an opportunity for DeSan to play with both his brothers, with his dad on staff. So that ended up being the major major thing. I think also, you know, Indiana's a program that's on the uptick, the rise. Everyone that meets Tom Allen loves him, so if you're around that dude, you're a believer in him. I mean, you see the way his players rally around him. He's just a, a tremendous human. Former high school coach here in the Indianapolis area that <clears throat> worked at Ole Miss in South Florida was the Indiana defensive coordinator. But he he's just a fun he, he's just a fun guy to be around. <clears throat> just a normal person, but a fiery coach and a, a, a players coach. His staff loves him, his players love him. And so, you know, being part of that. Uh, I I think was attractive to the as well. And and they're going to, you know, he's obviously going to have an opportunity to come in there and, and, and be a, a, you know, be a big time player for the Hoosiers.
0: Conspiracy theorists will tell you that Indiana hired his dad, Dylan McCullough senior in order to pull this off and and get the to go from Ohio state to Indiana. Do you buy that?
1: No, I think that Indiana uh, needed a running backs coach. Uh, when Mike Hart left for his alma mater up at Michigan, and uh, um, Dylan had worked at Indiana prior, uh, and, and that also played a part in the decision. Um, you know, the family's so familiar with Bloomington, uh, but, you know, Dad worked at Indiana, then was at USC, Coach Ronald Jones, and spent the last three years at the Kansas City Chiefs. And I think he's the associate head coach at Indiana, too. So they gave him a promotion to, to come back to Bloomington. He is a good football coach. He, his sons happen to be good players. And Dylan was a good player, too. I think he was a, he was a finalist for the Doak Walker Award when he played at Miami, Ohio. And so he's got some serious pedigree to him. And uh, the apple didn't fall far from the tree for, for his children.
0: Translated, if you want to blame someone for Desan McCullough leaving Ohio State, blame Mike Hart. All right, let's move on. Addison Nichols, offensive lineman from Georgia, Georgia, Ohio state, and USC for a Georgia native. I asked you before the show, were Ohio state and USC, just recruitment window dressing here. And you said, no,
1: well, he's got a top five, but I think those are the three that I have a keen eye on. And I think Addison Nichols is, is, is really, uh, uh, um, big on the business schools of these programs and the networking and, uh, I think that USC, Ohio State, and Georgia have shown him tremendous business schools and with the way that they put their football players in positions to to network and be successful uh, while they're student-athlete, I, I think that that has all three schools in a good spot. In addition to the offensive line pedigree, I think USC's uh, anticipating another high draft pick at the position, which Addison has pointed out to me. And then certainly uh, Ohio State and Georgia have had a ton of those. Uh, Ohio State's been near the top for most of this process, and, and uh, they've done a good job. He's been a priority for Coach Stud and, and Coach Day and company for a while. So we'll see how these official visits shake out. Um yeah, you know, but um, Ohio State's way in that one. Always tough to beat Georgia for an in-state kid. But the Buckeyes have proven they can beat in-state U for a blue chipper before.
0: With the removal of the pandemic restrictions, we are going to have visits again. Recruits will be on campus and there are schools that have lined up major, major weekends. You did a big story on a bunch of them. Ohio State looks like it will be the caboose of those weekends. Try and put everything in context for us.
1: I like Ohio State being there at the end uh, I, um, because, you know, they're going to do a good job recruiting the kid all the way through up until the visit and, and getting the last word, I think, is important. I think oftentimes uh, um, being the last place a kid sees before they make a decision that summer going into their senior season can be big, could be big for the Buckeyes.
0: These recruits are going to get a car wash fast and furious after not being on the road for a while. So it should be very interesting. Once again, we feel like the Buckeyes will do quite well. Take a quick break. Come back. Talk NFL draft. All right. We are back. Anybody who has listened to this show for a while knows Steve plays favorites. Just kidding. But there are some kids he's been covering for a while. One of them, Pete Werner, Indianapolis native is rocketing up draft charts I even heard a rumor that he was going to go in the late first round. I don't think that will happen, but it seems like his versatility will get him picked in the second or third round. So your PR campaign has worked out well for Pete.
1: As on the front row, know that my two favorite Buckeyes of the last five, six years has been Terry McLaurin and Pete Werner for obvious reasons. They played their ball here in Indianapolis, got to know them well and their families. Pete Werner, man, I'll tell you what, I met him, he was playing corner. And uh, the only other linebacker prospect I remember playing corner in big games was Jalen Smith playing nickel in the state title game his junior year to take away the other team's best player, a little shifty slot guy. That's unique now to have linebackers like that that can move in space and, 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 and change a direction and short area burst and all of that. And Pete Werner's a plus athlete now. Now, I don't think he's – in the pedigree of Jalen Smith, but who is? And if Jalen Smith got a second contract on a wrecked knee uh, um, or on an injured knee, uh, obviously y'all remember him going down against you guys in, in the bowl game, but he still got a second contract to show you how freakish he is. But back to my guy, Pete. The position flexibility that he had in high school, corner, safety, linebacker, a a really good athlete, and always been a physical football player with an alpha personality. And his dad made it to the NFL from Wabash College, I believe. Uh, I hope it's Wabash and not DePaul, because if it was DePaul and I said he went to Wabash, that is one of the biggest rivalries in college football. Uh, That's up there with Michigan, Ohio State, Florida, Tennessee, that's up there with, with some of those big, big rivalries.
0: It is a good college basketball rivalry. Also, they're in my son's league and he lit them both up. Go ahead.
1: But his his dad's a lunch pail guy that made it to the league from a small school. Uh, and so he knows how to work, came into Ohio State and did his thing. And, and I'm hoping he hears his name in the first round for sure.
0: That would be the Damon Arnett Award for this year. Do you think his scheme versatility, like you said, will help him? He's a three-down backer, and I have a feeling that when people went back to review Pat Firemouth, tight end from Penn State, and saw Pete Orner blanket him like he did, old Pete's stock rose a bit.
1: If you remember, Daniel, Ohio State flipped Pete from Notre Dame, too. That was, a, that was a big flip late in the process. A kid that goes to Indianapolis Cathedral flipping to Ohio State, that just shows you the prowess of the Buckeyes on the trail for a Catholic school kid to flip from a Catholic college to, to the Buckeyes.
0: And if you're drafting, I think that's a sure sign of intelligence on Pete's part also to make such a mature decision. Let's talk about another linebacker who I am super high on, and I wonder if his body will hold up. He was a five-star linebacker in high school. Dwayne Long said he was the best high school linebacker he ever saw in Ohio, Justin Hilliard. What do you think?
1: Well, he's a guy that we ranked as a five-star. He was one of the more coveted players in the Midwest that year, another that Notre Dame or Ohio state beat Notre Dame out for a kid from Cincinnati, St. Xavier. And that was back when Notre Dame was kind of owning the Buckeyes in Cincinnati. If I remember correct. Am I right, Dan, was yeah, That yeah. one that kind of changed the tide.
0: We did refer to it as the state of Cincinnati.
1: Yeah. So uh, they got Hilliard and he's had a lot of injuries. You know, the, the Achilles, you hate anyone. You hate hearing Achilles injury for anyone. Now, that's a tough one to come back from a long journey. Um, but uh, as you said off air, when when he played and when he was healthy, he looked he looked good, man. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping all this stuff's behind him and he goes on to the league and 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 has an opportunity to meet that potential that we saw from him in high school.
0: I just received an electric shock because I have not asked you any questions about Justin Fields yet. We will end with that. What do you make of the tomfoolery and hijinks?
1: Well, I would take him number two uh, behind Trevor Lawrence. Even the subtle things about Justin Fields, first of all, he's a tremendous athlete, but I just – if you go back to that Penn State game two years ago in Columbus, um, he, he was, the, he was a, a major difference maker in that game of just being able to extend plays and, and keep drives alive on third down so many times in that game, which was ended up being the difference in, in that ball game, whether it was him running or, or escaping and, and, and making a play with the football – I just think he's a tough, hard-nosed kid and he doesn't get enough credit for that. And, uh, um, you know, he's always been a performer. I think if you pick him up and put him at North Dakota state, he's the, he, he gets as much fanfare, uh, at, at that position, uh, that we've seen from, from, a uh, FCS program since Steve McNair. I mean, he would have dominated. I would have been a dominant player, uh, uh, at, at that level. You know, hell, he was a dominant player at this level. And, uh, Uh, I don't you know, I I say that with the I say that knowing that I'm not in these NFL scouting rooms and they've all watched more than me. And they've gone out and met with these kids and and, and formed an opinion on on a million things that I'm not privy to. But I just know that Justin Fields, from my point of view, has always been a performer that rises to the occasion, that plays with toughness. Uh, He's a no no excuses, you know, motivated by losses uh, a, a kid that I, that I think you know deserves to go number two based on what I know
0: there aren't games out there that you haven't seen or I haven't seen and there's not that much yeah, but, infram- I know that dude but this is sure. not a this is not a guy at North Dakota State he's at Ohio State we have there's 15 websites covering this dude he was covered at Georgia sure, before and I, this everybody knows this guy this is not some guy you're inviting to dinner who's dating your daughter you never met before this is this is stupid.
1: I went back and, I mean, like Zach Wilson had as efficient a college football season as you can have, um, but I think there were times where Justin Fields was, you know, ranked one in college in, in efficiency. If you, if you put Justin Fields against BYU schedule, I wouldn't have been surprised if you turn around and he's the most efficient quarterback in, in college football. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Um, they're all deserving to have hear their names high. I just think that Justin Fields' talent level, and the way he played in big games for Ohio State you know, and, and the way he carried himself during the toughest times warrants him to be the number two pick behind Trevor Lawrence.
0: We wish Justin and every other Buckeye the best of luck. Hopefully a few of them get their names called tonight. We appreciate Steve stopping by. Have a good one, Bucknutters.
1: You got it, y'all. And with each pick, if Justin Fields slides down, it's just a better team he's going to play on. See y'all in the front row.